Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you happen to be listening to this, the latest episode of The Curated Culture, I am your gracious, humble host, Rob, a.k.a. Robbie Diesel. And yes, we are a few days late, but never mind that. Just you never mind that. We're back with another brand new episode. I think this one might be a, a shorty, man. I um I had a really really fun, interesting weekend, and uh, I neglected my prep work for the show. And I would be lying to you if I told you that I had this really big extravagant show lined up for today. Like honestly, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know if I even really have anything of importance or of note to say. And this definitely isn't going to be one of those, hey, I'm just throwing this out there to throw it out there sort of shows because that's that's not me. I would I would rather you guys go without anything than just putting something out there to throw something out there. But um, I wanted to make sure that uh, even though I missed my my planned day, which is Monday, uh, that we still got some content out for y'all, man. So that's that's what we're doing. We're, we're pushing through. We're making shows. We're recording still. And uh, next week, you will for sure have a brand new, fresh episode on Monday. So with that being said, how y'all doing out there, man? Did you eat breakfast today? Did you remember to take your fiber? I did. I did. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty stellar. This past weekend, I sat with my daughter and celebrated her 18th birthday, which is absolutely insane that I have helped raise an adult now. She she is an adult. She's a grown person. And it's crazy to, to see that, man, the 18 years just kind of flew the hell by. And I'm very, very proud of the young woman that she's grown into, but I'm also extremely nervous to see what's what's next for her. Um, she's a good kid, so I know she's going to be fine either way. But, you know, still, as a dad, uh, as a parent in general, you just get kind of nervous for your kids to like officially, officially leave the nest and, and step out on their own. So that's pretty uh, that's pretty intense for your boy. Pretty uh I don't know, complex emotions and feelings to deal with and all that. And that's not necessarily what this podcast is for. But I uh, I, I, I feel it, man. It, it's a it's a transitional time for the kid. Uh, it's a transitional time for for her dad as well. And um, I just I wish her all the best in everything that she's doing. And of course, I will be here to pick up the pieces when she falls and to cheer her on when when she succeeds. So. All that being said, um, we got a couple quick hit topics, man. We'll get you in and out of here and off to enjoy the rest of your work day or your weekday or whatever you happen to be doing after you listen to this. But first, as usual, we're going to take care of a little bit of business. And that, of course, is making sure that you know every single way to keep up with the show. You can start by making sure that however you're listening to us, whether this is on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Samsung or Amazon or Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, any of those podcasting services, make sure you're subscribed to the show. That way you don't miss 
an episode, whatever day we happen to drop them on, but typically on Monday. Uh, so, <laughs> so you get every new episode that drops when it drops. Make sure that you're checking us out over on the socials via at the Curated Culture on Facebook and Instagram at underscore Curated Culture on Twitter. And then, of course, you can check me out. I am at Robbie Diesel virtually everywhere on the tweets, on the Instagrams, on the Snapchats, on the TikToks, all of the above. We definitely always appreciate the support while you're listening to this show or maybe even afterwards. If you want to do us a huge solid Make sure that you leave us a five-star rating or review. Um, that helps us out in the algorithm, gets us in front of more eyes and in more ears. And that is exactly what we want because we want this show to be kind of cool and popular. So make sure you do that. Um, also, drop us a comment, man. Leave us leave us a, an actual verbal or written review, however you decide. Um, we love the feedback. We love reading them, things like that. So make sure that you take care of those things for sure. Check out the site, thecuratedculture.com. And then, of course, check out your boy over on YouTube, youtube.com slash Robbie Diesel. Now, without further ado, let's jump into the show. So in addition to celebrating my daughter's 18th birthday this weekend, I got the chance to sit down and watch the Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I didn't really have a dog in this fight. Like, both teams were great. I enjoy both quarterbacks, both uh, Patty Mayo, a.k.a. Patty Mahomes, uh, and uh, Jalen Hurts. I enjoy both teams. I enjoy both coaches. I think Andy Reid, for sure, is going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame coach when his number is called. I really enjoy both of these teams. Now, I was skeptical going into the game because I figure with two number one seed teams, right, the number one seed out of the AFC, the number one team out of the NFC, I figured that this game was going to go one of two ways. I thought that it was either going to be a pretty stellar game, which it did turn out to be really, it turned out to be pretty good. Um, or it was going to end up being a giant stinker and, and one-sided and one team's defense was just going to murder the other team. I'm thankful that that didn't happen and that it in, it ended up being a, a great game. And um, man, Patrick Mahomes is just unreal. Dude was uh, ripping and running on a bum ankle and slinging passes left and right and his defense stepped up and and the whole offense did man he had juju smith schuster out there looking like his rookie year like a great wide receiver and um yeah man both both teams played hard and and it was a great and fantastic game i actually didn't get to see the halftime show i know a lot of people were you know either hated or love it with the with the rihanna performance the biggest story coming out of that, though, was her second child. Uh, apparently, she revealed that uh, her and young ASAP are expecting their second child together, which is uh, incredible because I'm pretty sure ASAP has uh, made about 80% of the men in America jealous. Uh, most most guys would love to be in that position, I guess. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have... A ton of insight on the performance itself. I was in the kitchen cooking. I was chefing up some nachos and some uh, chicken nugs, some French fries. 
Um, I listened to it, but I didn't actually watch it, and I don't want to go back and watch it because honestly, I don't I don't have that much interest in it. But yeah, it's, it's it, looking online. There's people like love it or hate it. There's some people that accuse her of lip syncing. A lot of people accuse her of of you know an overall lackluster performance. To which I say, I think it was dope that you know if she is out there pregnant like i think it's dope that she was out there performing with child like that shit is difficult you know not that not that i have any personal experience with it at all but you know i understand the toll that creating a human life takes on the body and for y'all to want her to be out there hitting cartwheels and backflips and shit like that while performing uh, at the halftime of the Super Bowl, like one of the biggest sporting events of the year, like yeah, I, I think y'all, I think y'all might need to relax a little bit. I think she did as as good as she possibly could with the resources and the time that she was given, and um, you know, it was her first time performing. I think in like almost 10 years, something like that. So I think we should be so lucky to to even have uh, been able to experience that. So kudos to you, Rihanna, for showing up and doing your thing at the Super Bowl. Kudos to Patty Mayo and Andy Reid and uh, Isaiah Pacheco and um, Chris Jones. Like all of the Chiefs, man, they, they absolutely smashed it. The Eagles are going to be really good for a really long time, though. So even though they didn't win, even though they didn't come out on top, they're still going to be a great team. So Philly fans, y'all still got something to look forward to. But um, I think these two teams might be at it for a little while. Um, I'm a native Michigander, though. So, you know, as of the start of next season, it's, it's go Lions all the way. So we did a, a quick... Um, a quick bit on the last show about this, but um, it's becoming increasingly more concerning now because several other things have also appeared since. What I'm referencing is uh, last week, um, U.S. military conducted a um, they conducted an exercise in which they ended up shooting down. What was suspected to be a Chinese spy balloon. Um, we never really got confirmation on that or not. Um, but since that time, there has been an additional like three objects that have been shot out of the sky. And I am curious, like, what the hell is going on in our skies? Like, why all of a sudden are we just blowing things out of the airway? So the latest, uh, I guess we're calling them UFOs now. The latest thing that uh, that was shot down was shot down over Lake Huron. And it was identified as a small metallic balloon. Um, it was indeed unmanned. And original initial reports are saying that it was indeed um, used for research purposes. So that, you know, could be intel gathering that could be you know climate information gathering there's a multitude of things that you can use um i'm assuming that you can use an unmanned engine for but i am really worried and kind of concerned about again the frequency that this has happened over the last month like four times is is pretty scary and uh, one of the biggest things is that the military since then has recalibrated 
their radar detectors so that they can actually detect smaller objects because the, the balloon itself was large enough to be detectable on radar but the other three things that were shot down were not so the military has to recalibrate their the radar detectors for uh, smaller objects which they have conceded could lead to um, the uh, unintentional discovery of more objects or maybe even unintentional flagging of, of objects as potentially dangerous or hazardous but it's a really really interesting time man like we don't really know what's happening we don't know if these are you know civilian unmanned just general research aircrafts or if if it is from another country another government you know holding some sort of spy exercise and i'm not one to push like the paranoia aspect and i definitely don't want to go like crazy aliens conspiracy theory sort of thing but i mean it would make sense right <laughs> like all the stuff that has happened recently um we know that uh the government itself is not fully to be trusted so like what if though what if we're slowly but surely being like eased into the notion that aliens are real <laughs> and these these things that keep getting shot out of the sky are just like alien you know reconnaissance vehicles trying to gather as much intelligence on uh earth and human kind before an eventual invasion like wouldn't that be crazy that would just be nuts right but that surely surely that can't happen right i mean right so the last news item of note here is uh, Marvel head Kevin Feige recently sat down with Entertainment Weekly and had a really interesting interview um, where he kind of detailed the next steps and the next general direction for the upcoming slate of Marvel films after Phase 5. And uh, and maybe even during phase five, he was really kind of uh, vague and broad with his answers, but still really exciting news. And one of the first things that he dropped in terms of, of Marvel gems is the confirmation that Deadpool three is going to be R rated, which we didn't really know what was going to happen since, you know, Deadpool has always been kind of an independent project and. It was done under the Fox umbrella initially, but Disney has since integrated those projects into the mix, which is why we're getting um, potentially X-Men, why we're getting Fantastic Four and all that is because those were originally Fox properties uh, back from way, way back in the day when Marvel was damn near bankrupt and they had to sell off all their important properties those properties are starting to come back into the mix and and this is kind of a byproduct of that so deadpool again is going to be rated r deadpool 3 um this will be the first deadpool project officially under the disney umbrella which means bigger budget hopefully uh bigger stars bigger stories things like that uh, but I'm very excited to hear that it's still going to be R-rated because I feel like with Deadpool, Deadpool is one of the only characters that really 
can't work within the confines of a PG or a PG-13 type movie. Like, you can still have the humor there, sure. Um, and maybe you can pull off a PG-13 version of Deadpool, but it would have to be really, really heavily watered down. And that's one of the things that makes Deadpool so great is the fact that he is this oddball character who constantly breaks the fourth wall and who is self-aware and pokes fun at all these other franchises and all these pop culture events and, and, and happenings. And I think it, confining him again to a PG, PG-13 world would, would essentially water down that character and mess with the formula that has been successful with two other Deadpool projects. So I'm really, really excited and uh, looking forward to seeing what Ryan Reynolds and, and whoever steps up to direct uh, and produce Deadpool 3 is going to have cooked up. Uh, he also went on to mention that they have a story in mind for Spider-Man 4. So if you are unaware, uh, Spider-Man is still not officially a Marvel property. Sony still owns a very big chunk of the IP for the Spider-Man franchise. And as such, they basically get the ultimate say in what goes on with their character, right? That's why... The last two Venom movies were released exclusively through Sony. They were in collaboration with Marvel, but they were not actual Marvel movies. They were made by Sony. Spider-Man, on the other hand, at least the last three films, have been the exact opposite. They've been Marvel movies uh, made in collaboration with Sony. And uh, Tom Holland has been a stellar Spider-Man, and I'm I'm glad to hear that he is like most likely, like 99% going to return uh, into the role as Peter Parker, which I would love to see what direction they're going to take that story in next after essentially the events of No Way Home and everybody forgetting that Peter Parker and or Spider-Man exist. It's going to be really interesting to, to see what happens. And uh, word on the streets is that either this is going to be a one shot for Tom Holland, meaning after this one, they may end up jumping and dipping their toes into the waters of finding a different actor or actress to play Spider-Man. Uh, or we may end up getting another Tom Holland led Spider-Man trilogy, which is what I'm hoping for, because I think. Tom Holland as Spider-Man is, is akin to Chris Hemsworth as Thor, which is a, akin to Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Like, it just feels natural. It feels right. It's the best way to go, I personally think. And, uh, again, the, the Spider-Man projects have, have always been pretty hit. Like, like the, I don't think there's been a dud Spider-Man project yet since Marvel has actually been producing these movies, so... Looking forward to see what happens that way. Um, Feige also um, led on that they know exactly when and how they're going to introduce mutants into the MCU timeline, which is super, super, super dope. Because with the introduction of mutants, that, of course, brings in, um, you know, people like the Fantastic Four that brings in your X-Men, um, things like that. And, and I am a big X-Men stan. Like, I love that team. I love Cyclops. I love Beast. I love Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Storm, especially Storm. 
she needs to have uh, her own solo movie or at the very least appear in the next Black Panther film. Like that needs to happen for sure. But I'm very excited to hear that mutants are going to eventually start popping up in the MCU, which theoretically, technically, they already have. Um, Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Black Panther Wakanda forever just yet, uh, you might want to go ahead and skip ahead probably five or six minutes as I hash this out. You have been warned. So um, in Black Panther Wakanda forever. Namor, or as they said it in Black Panther, which sounds way cooler, Namor, was a mutant. He was born as a mutant, a person capable of superhuman strength, and he achieved it without super soldier serum or without any experimentation or anything like that. It was just a natural evolution. He was able to breathe and speak clearly underwater as if he were on land and he also had wings on his feet that ladies and gentlemen is a mutant mutant characteristics so he is there for sure but i'm really interested to see what other mutants end up showing up in the mcu and where they will show up will they show up in deadpool deadpool has already uh had several ties with characters from the X-Men universe, uh, one being um, Colossus, or maybe maybe some shows up in Spider-Man. Either way, I'm I'm curious to see you know where where that where that jumps out at. And then uh, the final thing that he kind of touched on is that the Fantastic Four movie is going to be huge for the MCU, so maybe we see mutants pop up there. Fantastic Four has always been kind of like the redheaded stepchild of Marvel projects, Marvel franchises, because Fox, of course, had their crack at the Fantastic Four a couple different times, two OG movies, and then a reboot, which was absolutely atrocious. Um, But they are now under the helm of Disney and Marvel, and I believe with all of my heart that Disney and Marvel are going to give us the first proper, legit, Fantastic Four movie. And I'm looking forward to it, man. I really, truly am. The casting has to be done right, which I I put full faith in Marvel that they're going to do that. Marvel and Disney are one of the few companies that when they cast somebody for like the lead, lead role, like that shit sticks. You can't imagine anybody like who else is going to play Iron Man? Who else can you envision as Tony Stark other than Robert Downey Jr.? Who else can you imagine or envision as Captain America outside of Chris Evans? Thor, Chris Hemsworth. Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. Like, Marvel does a fantastic job. Mahershala Ali as Blade. Come on. Marvel does a fantastic job of, of making these casting decisions. And I know in my heart of hearts that they are going to kill it when it comes to casting. Um... All of the Fantastic Four, man, and and I'm really, truly excited for it, and I wish that Feige wasn't as vague and broad, but I get it, I get it, they gotta, they gotta keep the secrets close to the chest, but I'm really, really interested in, in looking forward to that next phase of Marvel movies, 
Ant-Man Quantumania comes out this weekend, and I'm super excited for that because, A, I'm a big Jonathan Majors fan, too, and he looks like he is going to put this movie on his back and carry it. And then, B, it's been a while since we had, like, a really big, grand Marvel movie. In fact, I think maybe No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home was the last big, uh, grandiose Marvel project, so... I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to everything that will be out eventually, and uh, y'all let me know y'all thoughts in the comments uh, down below, man. Let me know what you're looking forward to most in Phase Five and beyond. Let me know how you feel about Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. Let me know who your dream cast is for the Fantastic Four. Drop all that in the comments. All right, guys, that's it. That is this week's show. I appreciate y'all so very much for sticking around, for hanging out with the kid. Sorry for being late, but uh, I feel like at this point, you know what time it is. It'll get here when it gets here. Um, thank you guys again for listening. Make sure that you subscribe. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon. Just search for The Curated Culture. We will show up. We have the uh, Murder Mystery album art, so make sure you check that out. Follow us over on the socials via at The Curated Culture on Facebook and Instagram at underscore Curated Culture on Twitter. Or you can follow your boy at Robbie Diesel via the tweets, the Instagram, the snaps, the TikToks, whatever you fancy. Make sure that you check us out over there as well. TheCuratedCulture.com, YouTube.com slash Robbie Diesel, Twitch.tv slash Robbie Diesel. Yes, we are going to get back into gaming and you are going to love it. So make sure that you check that out. Subscribe, follow, like, share, all of the above. Thank you guys so very much for checking out this episode of The Curated Culture. I am your gracious, humble host, Rob, a.k.a. Robbie Diesel. And um, I will see y'all next Monday. Peace.